Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM broadcasting live from Radio Row here for the Bud Light Big Game Week. Five live shows from Vegas ahead of the Chiefs against the 49ers in the big game coming up this weekend. So last week on Thursday, the Commanders made... Their head coaching search come to an end with the hire of Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn will be announced at the podium today with his introductory press conference at 2.30. You can hear it right here on 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. But let's take a listen to your new head coach, Dan Quinn, and his message to the fan base. Commander fans, what's up? This is Dan Quinn, and uh, I could not be more fired up to hang with you guys uh, in the months ahead uh, at FedEx Field and get this place absolutely rocking. So today's the first day uh, when all this starts coming together. So I can't wait to meet you in person. Let's get it rocking. So over, so over the weekend, Dan Quinn completed his search for the next OC and DC of the Washington Commanders with Joe Witt and Cliff Kingsbury being hired. What do you think of the hires at head coach OC and DC? Give us your thoughts. 833-804-0910 here on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for some- The phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. All right, so look. I'll tell you how I honestly feel about Dan Quinn being hired, and I really am cool with it. I I understand the commanders did not get their top choice. And, you know, more is coming out throughout the uh, last few days here and and will continue to come out about this awkward situation with Ben Johnson, supposedly his agent texting the commanders mid-flight that he is pulling out of the competition, the head coaching vacancy here in D.C. He chose to be loyal and stay in Detroit. I think two things can be true. Dan Quinn was not the top choice, but I think Dan Quinn is also a good hire. I truly believe that. He's not the sexy offensive mind people were clamming for, and I think so many fans just wanted this quick fix, right? We get Ben Johnson and the number two overall pick in the draft. We're going to use that young offensive mind, pair him up with a quarterback we draft draft, and do what C.J. Stroud and the Texans did. And that's great, but you got to get lucky, right? Because the Panthers thought they were thought they were doing that with Frank Reich and Bryce Young. They drafted him number one at all, and it just did not work out at all. You got to get lucky in the draft, right? And so, like I've been saying, I believe the quickest way in the NFL to be competitive is to build up on your defense. Yes, Washington will try to land their quarterback. They're going to try to do that, just like every team in the NFL is trying to nail the franchise quarterback. But I think this is an offseason here where Washington can build a strong defense with six picks in the first 102, plus $90 million in cap space. Dan Quinn can build this roster back up after Ron Rivera completely tore it down. And Ron Rivera claims that he fixed the culture and that the roster is better than before he got here, and I just completely disagree. What I'm excited about with Dan Quinn is I think this is a guy that can be everything we hoped Ron Rivera could be, right? A guy that's going to be a leader of men, that is going to change the culture here in Washington, who will draft and develop high-level defensive players, right? We've drafted a lot of good defensive players. We never developed them. They haven't turned in it, turned into anything yet. And in my lifetime of watching the Commanders, they've been at their best when the defense is legit because we've never had a quarterback. I'm 31 years old now. We've been searching for this franchise quarterback for years. But when our defense is top 10, that's when we've had some success at times. It was Todd Collins 
that put Washington in one of their best places that they've been in my lifetime, getting to the playoffs and winning a game with a strong defense. So that's what I'm hoping Dan Quinn can do, right? And I love his history in this league. Part of the Legion of Boom in Seattle, some of the best secondary uh, play we've seen for a long period of time there in Seattle. Then in Atlanta, we all knew about Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, but the Falcons' defense flew all over the field the year they made it to the Super Bowl. And then in the past three years in Dallas, a ton of success, a bunch of playmakers, Micah Parsons, Bland, Diggs, Lawrence, just a bunch of studs there that, yes, Dallas drafted, and then Dan Quinn developed to, fits, to fix his scheme. And, look, I think he's the right coach for the right time. Maybe he doesn't last your 10 years. Maybe he doesn't even last five. But he can right the ship that Ron Rivera wronged. This was a sinking ship under Ron Rivera. And the reason you can say that is because they went backwards. You cannot regress as a head coach. You cannot go 7-9 and nine and then 4-13 and 13 the next year. That's completely unacceptable. My expectations for Dan Quinn are for him to improve this team every single year based on how many wins and losses. Now, he needed to hail, nail the offense coordinator hire. You can give us your opinion on Cliff Kingsbury, 833-804-0910. I think it's a good hire, and I think it moves us into the next step of the process here. We hired a GM, got that right. We hired a coach. Next, we fill out the OC and the DC positions with Dan Quinn. Then you got to hit in the draft. you got to hit in free agency. you got to hit with your scouting in what I believe is the most important offseason in the past 20 years for the Washington Commanders. This is the season here where we've got to hit on every single thing and follow the correct order of operations with hiring the GM, who then hires the head coach, who then brings in his staff, who then drafts a quarterback to match the staff that they bring in. That's why I'm hyped for Kingsbury, because it's lead, letting, leading to all these rumors about Caleb Williams, who I've been saying for months, I believe, is a home run hire. I believe that Caleb Williams will be a pro bowler in the next five years. I've put my NFL quarterback evaluating career on the line. I will not be talking about quarterbacks ever again if Caleb doesn't become a stud and a pro bowler in the NFL. So Dan Quinn can lead this team and he can focus on the defensive side of the ball and Joe Witt who he brought in is a really smart mind on the defensive side and has worked really well with secondary with corners and safeties and that's a big question mark for the commanders next season. Are we going to re-sign Cam Curl? Are the Commanders going to get improved play from Benjamin St. Juice and Emmanuel Forbes, two guys that they were high on at the start of last season, and then it just didn't work out? Are we going to draft another safety? Will Derek Forrest take a step forward? Can we get decent middle linebacker play, which has really held the Commanders' defense back in the last few years, and Dan Quinn's defense, when it's at its best, has very athletic middle linebackers. So I expect them to fix that hole in the offseason here with free agency or with the NFL draft. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. I thought Michael Phillips had a really good guest on his show, uh, Bo, who talked about Cliff Kingsbury from his time covering him with the Arizona Cardinals. Let's take a listen to Bo on Kingsbury. Do we have that clip, Stubb? I'd love to hear his take but the thing on about Cliff is I think he kind of peaked in 2021. Him and Kyler Murray, they went 7-0 and to start the season, and then things fell apart. The league adjusted, and Cliff never adjusted back. And I think that's where he kind of falls short as far as a play caller. Can he adjust? That's the question. He's obviously had success in this league. He called it out right there. Cardinals, with Cliff Kingsbury and, and Kyler Murray, got to a 7-0 and record. 
Now the season completely fell apart, and they didn't have success. And he eventually would lose his job and go to Thailand. And we don't know what the hell he did in Thailand, but he hung out there with his super hot girlfriend and then eventually got back into college football at USC and worked with Caleb Williams. But he had success at a time here. And then I believe part of the reason why he didn't adjust is because it was too big of a role for him. Kind of, kind of the similar situation with Ron Rivera. I think Ron has more success over the past four seasons in Washington if he wasn't told to also be the GM, all right, and also, you know, help out in the draft and also uh, do a hundred other things like help change the name, right? You know, Ron was wearing way too many hats. We understand that. Cliff Kingsbury comes in with less pressure now, right? Dan Quinn's the man. Dan Quinn is the guy that's going to get all the heat when the Commanders lose. Kingsbury just has to focus on building up an offense and working well with the young quarterback, whether it's Sam Howell, Caleb Williams, or Jaden Daniels. Let's go to the phone lines, 833-804-0910. Do you like the hire? 833-804-0910. We've got Will in Richmond. Will, you're on the fan. Uh, yes, how you doing, Um, What's up, I Will? I do like the hire. I'm fine. How you doing? I do like the hire, but I'm more of a JT Daniels guy over um, – Caleb Williams, because I like JT Daniels upside, so I feel as though, you know, he can get a little bit stronger, you know, get better at reading defense, but I like his athleticism. I, I, I agree with you. There, there's a lot to like there with his athleticism. We've heard the comparisons to Lamar Jackson, and that's the other thing why I think Kingsbury is such a good hire. It doesn't have to be Caleb, but I do think it has to be a dual-threat style of quarterback from his history of working with Kyler Murray, working with Patrick Mahomes, working with Caleb Williams. So whether it's Caleb or Jaden Daniels uh, or another quarterback yeah. out there, right, it's going to be a guy yeah. that they believe can run and throw. And so that's why yeah, I like this hire. How, how do NFL. you respond to – yeah, how, Will, I mean, how would you respond to the guest that Michael Phillips had who, who just said, look, Cliff's biggest issue was he didn't adjust when the NFL adjusted to his offense? Yeah, that was, that was, that was huge, too. I, and I agree. They went 7-0, and and then when the defensive coordinators make a, made adjustments, he was still stuck in the same mode. So I agree. Um, that's a concern. Will he be able to adjust on the NFL level? You know, his second, his second chance, his second opportunity. But I think he'll be able to adjust. Yeah, I think he'll be able to adjust because that's all he'll be focusing on. I loved the article I read last night on him. This is a Kingsbury. Kingsbury is a guy that, at least at Texas mm -hmm. Tech and at Arizona with the Cardinals, would show up at 4 a.m. And he'd be there, and he'd be the last person to leave the building. I appreciate you chiming in. Let's go back to the phone lines here. We've got Tony in Richmond. Tony, do you like the hire? Hey, Hey, what's going on, Eli? Uh, as far as the hire goes, I mean, what's up, dude? It's okay. It's, it's okay. I mean, as far as Cliff Kingsbury goes, I mean, all the fans that I've listened to on all the radio stations that complain about the same thing about EB, he's not consistent. He doesn't run the ball. Right. Well, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't run the ball at all. So I'm confused as far right. as the hire goes. As far as from an offensive standpoint. You know, then as far as when you were saying as far as about Caleb Williams and everybody's talking about these quarterbacks, we have an entire year of film on Sam. Like if Sam, if we go out here and draft a quarterback second and jump out here, who's to say Caleb's going to be great? Who's to say this Drake May is going to be great? Then he goes to camp and Sam beats him out. Then, then what? This guy almost threw for 4,000-some yards, 20-some touchdowns with, with nothing. No running game, no nothing. Yeah. I say we go into the draft, 
willing to deal the second pick, get the best offensive lineman we can get, get more players, draft the quarterback later on, whether it be Bo Nix or whoever. I don't care about Drake May, Caleb Williams, any of those guys. We have to get our team back straight. And it starts with the offensive line. We have to get that straight. We have to address that. And they're talking about us giving up Deron Payne and players to, to, to move up with the Bears. Why would we Why would we do it? It's the same story. We need to build our team yeah. and get it straight. You know what I mean? Like, if Caleb Williams ended up being great, yeah. Drake no, you're, so you're, you're 100% right with that. Yeah. No, you're you know, right. So I mean, we, need, we have so many holes that we need to fill here. Yeah, man, we got a lot of holes. Suppose we go and camp. We take one of these quarterbacks, and Sam goes out here and, and dices these guys up. We already know when he can. He's, maybe he's not the sexy guy, but we already know. Everything was great. Everybody was riding Sam until everything fall, fell apart when the offensive line couldn't block anybody. False starts on every first down. So I'm, I'm a little confused with the fan base. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's younger guys not, or older uh, yeah. guys, but I'm a little confused, man, because I'm trying to build this team so we can be good for a while, not pick a guy just because, oh, it's going to be the same thing next year. What about Arch Manning? He's coming out. You don't think good. anybody's going to be clamoring about him? I mean, it's a lot of dudes coming out. Like, I'm ready to just build right. this team and get it right. I'm, I'm tired of just grab-bagging guys, holding this, because we already see we got a whole year of tape on Sam. A whole year. So what do we do? What do you think? No, good call, man. I appreciate you chiming in. There's there's two ways you can look at it, right? Because you're right. We have to fix the offensive lineman issue here. And I, it's hard to really judge Sam Howe based on the fact that, number one, he was running for his life, right? More sacks than any quarterback in the NFL. Part of that's on him, right? I thought he adjusted at times throughout the year and was able to have better pocket presence. But then at times, his internal clock sped up and he was leaving the pocket too quick. The offensive line play was bad. But then it's also hard to judge Sam Howe when your defense was literally 32nd in the NFL. So there's two ways to look at it this offseason. Number one, you could say, hey, let's run it back with Sam. Let's build up the offensive line and see what happens. Or let's move on from Sam. Let's take a shot at a quarterback with the number two overall pick. I'm believing in Adam Peters here. Adam Peters was the home run hire at GM. If he believes that we need to go get a quarterback, that's what we're going to do. If he thinks, hey, we're going to give Sam Howell an opportunity. I'm cool with that. I'm trusting this process, and we'll see how it plays yeah. out. If you want to yeah, chime yeah, in, 833-804-0910. Yeah, Tony, I, I, we got to take a quick commercial break here. We'll take more of your phone calls, 833-804-0910. You're listening to AWOD on the fan, broadcasting live from Radio Row here in Vegas. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105. 1FM live and local in Richmond, Virginia, Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. But I'm coming to you live right now from Las Vegas, the home of this year's big game. It is the Bud Light Big Game Week, five live shows from Radio Row here in Vegas. And I'll tell you guys, uh, this place is starting to really heat up here. It feels like everywhere I look right now is a big name from NFL Network or from FanDuel or CBS Sports or Fox Sports. There's a ton of former NFL players around here. As, uh, of course, this place is going to continue to heat up all week long. Uh, later today, Michael Phillips and myself will be heading to the uh, media Day, media night party, Super Bowl committee putting that together. Uh, it should be a ton of fun. Maybe an opportunity to interview a few players on the 49ers or the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, maybe even an interview with Andy Reid. As the commanders announced, Dan Quinn, at 53 years old, became the next head coach 
of the Washington Commanders. His now second shot in the NFL to become a head coach. And that's kind of what I like about this theme here that Washington's got going is, yes, they're retreads, ready for another opportunity. Dan Quinn, ton of success in Atlanta, led them to a Super Bowl appearance. Since then, three very successful years in Dallas with the Cowboys building up that defense. Cliff Kingsbury, second opportunity here to run an offense in the NFL after he was fired a few years ago as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. If you want to chime in, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Let's go to Robbie and Louisa. What's going on, Robbie? Hey, hey, what's up, man? How's Vegas? Uh, it's it's awesome, man. Uh, it's really a blast, and we're just getting started here. So what do you think on the hire of Dan Quinn and Cliff Kingsbury? Give us your thoughts. Um, I like the fact that they both have head coaching experience, um, you know, previously, which I think yeah. is a good thing. Um, you know, but I think the difference between Quinn and Rivera is, you know, when after Quinn left Atlanta, he did get the – defensive coordinator job in Dallas and like you just touched on he was very successful the last three years in Dallas um so you know that's I'm pretty optimistic you know that hopefully this will be a good fit for him here in Washington and same with uh Kingsbury too you know he also had the head coaching experience and um so you know I think they're looking up for for Washington absolutely man look I'll play devil's advocate though last year Ron Rivera had a ton of head coaching experience. Jack Del Rio had a ton of head coaching experience. It didn't work out. So having head coaching experience in the past isn't everything. But I do like it with these guys, the fact that they do have head coaching experience and they can focus on what they individually have to do. And I think that's the best part of this hire here is the fact that we finally, for the first time in 30 years, have the right front office in place here. We have not had a GM that solely focuses on being a GM and does not have to answer to an owner since Charlie Casserly. So now you're talking about Adam Peters having full power to run the draft and scouting and free agency and bring in players. Then it's Dan Quinn's job to develop them defensively. It's Cliff Kingsbury's job to develop them offensively. They can all focus on their individual role, and, and that's really what I like about this. Uh, it, I think it's one of those hires here that has a lot of upside, and I don't know that it has that much downside. Now, look, there are people that don't believe Cliff Kingsbury is that good of an offensive mind in the NFL. That's fine, right? Everybody can believe, oh, the, you, know, you don't believe in him, I don't believe in him. That's fine with me. But this is a guy that was a going to get a job with the Oakland Raiders. So if you're saying that he's not a good offensive mind, you're saying that the Raiders failed in that situation also. You know, If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. AWOD Radio broadcasting live from Radio Row here. A couple tweets coming in here. Trevor lets us know. He says, I love the Kingsbury hire because he is a young offense coordinator, and I started out not really liking the Dan Quinn hire, but now you got me hyped up for Dan Quinn. I believe Washington has a bright future ahead. Let's go. I, I love that from Trevor. You can always tweet us at 910thefan or at AWOD Radio. Stubb, but where do you weigh in on this? You've been following the commanders. Are you all in or out on Dan Quinn and Cliff Kingsbury uh, taking over Washington? I think I'm in. You know, I, it, it's a new faces. It's a whole new thing. It, this seems very planned out, like things are happening so much faster post-Dan Quinn. I, I'm going to trust Adam, yeah. and I'm going to trust Dan Quinn. Yeah, 
I, I, I'm with you there. And, and, you know, there's so much more coming out about this whole Ben Johnson situation here where it just feels like it's a really bad look for Ben Johnson. I just saw a report earlier today that, you know, the initial report was that the team was mid-flight when they got a text message from Ben Johnson's agent that he wasn't interested. Well, now it's coming out that they found out on Twitter. It wasn't a text message. It was on Twitter uh, when it came out. And that's just, I mean, it's a terrible look. Like, it, we talk about it in the NBA sometimes, how teams trade a player without telling him, then he finds out on Twitter. That's just not a good look. And it feels to me like Washington might have dodged a bullet with Ben Johnson. You look at Ben Johnson and you look at Dan Quinn, and the eye test tells me that Dan Quinn's a much better leader of men. If Ben Johnson was going to be hired and just be our offense coordinator, then that's the home run hire. I'm not sure he was ready to be a head coach in the NFL. Kingsbury has already gotten that opportunity to be a head coach, which tells me he's certainly ready to come in and be the offense coordinator for this Washington team here. Uh, Jahan Dotson seems fired up. Terry McLaurin, Caleb Williams, give him a shout-out on social media. It just feels like Washington could, put, could be putting together a really young but high-powered offense, and then defensively, I, I just really trust Dan Quinn to come in and fix this defense here because, you know, I, I, I kind of went back and forth throughout this season. Are we really that talented? Have we been overhyping our own talent? Is Jonathan Allen actually that good? Is Deron Payne actually that good? Can Jamin Davis turn into something, right? Can Benjamin St. Juice be a lockdown quarter? Is Cam Curl worth the money? And, and those, situ- those questions were impossible to answer under – Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera. We just did not improve, right? The guys that we drafted were the same players before we drafted them and then after they played for us for a few years. There was just no developing, right? And that's what I'm most excited for with Dan Quinn. This is a guy that is a teacher, right? He's like a professor of football. He is a brilliant defensive mind that is going to be able to teach these guys into what they've been doing wrong. And and hopefully the big word that I've been hearing is he's going to unleash the linebackers. And that gets me fired up because it, to me it felt like Jamin Davis, Kalik Hudson, Cody Barton, David Mann, whoever we had in there, there was a lot of hesitation in them. They didn't know what they were supposed to do and if they you know they didn't have the confidence to hit that run gap here or or to hey, I have to defend this guy on this play. It felt like they were kind of always questioning the play call or questioning their own decision making where that's where I think Dan Quinn's going to come in and and make sure that these guys have the confidence to run the defense the way he wants it to be run. I, I, maybe I'm I'm buying too much into this, but I just I don't think Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio in the last few years I don't know that they were fully bought in and really trying hard to run their schemes. Jack's whole thing was, "Oh, we've got a, we've drafted four guys in the first round of the defensive line." We don't need to blitz. He didn't adjust <laughs> in the games. We weren't getting to the quarterback, and he wouldn't adjust until the fourth quarter. Dan Quinn's going to make adjustments early and often. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fans. The Bud Light Big Game Week, five shows live from Vegas. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from Radio Row here in Las Vegas. The Bud Light Big Game Week, five live shows. 
And uh, we've got a ton of media members from D.C. here. Of course, MP's doing his show live from 10 to 12. I'm from 12 to 3. And then from 3 to 6 right here on 910 The Fan, you'll hear Grant and Danny. And Grant Polson joins us right now. What's going on, GP? Adam, how are you, buddy? I'm good, dude. I haven't seen you in a while, man. It has been a minute. It's good to see your smile and face. Yeah, let me ask you this. Michael and I were talking about this last night. Are you going to be playing poker with us this week, or is that not your game? Uh, I'm not a poker guy at all. Okay. I will play some blackjack, and I will play a little craps for sure. Ooh, okay, um, I'm into that. Primarily, I'm going to be very honest with you. I like to sit in the sports book. Really? Have a cocktail. Yeah. Watch all the TVs, play some bets. Uh, table games here and there. But if I'm going to waste money, I'm going to waste money watching sports. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. But, no, I do not play poker. But I do like blackjack a lot, and I uh, I do love Vegas. I also, you know, I'm, I'm a 35 going on 95. <laughs> you know, this it's been that way for a while. I like the shows, bro. Yeah. I like, you know, I'm, I'm dabbling. I'm looking at maybe a Vegas Golden Knights game tomorrow. I want to hit a concert or something. So, yeah. And I want to enjoy myself. And Pete told me that uh, we were looking into U2 tickets. That is a thing. I'm all in on that. I w- initially, I was out, and uh, my father actually convinced me. He said, you have to go see you too. Well, so with all due respect to your papa, yeah. okay, I-, I don't care about you two <laughs> at all. All right, I-, I would say you two stinks and just annoy everybody. I don't even know enough to know that they stink, okay? <laughs> I know that they have a song that's popular and-, and sing too because my daughter sings it all the time, okay. and she's obsessed with it. I am desperate to get inside the sphere. Okay, so I that's that what your bit te- is. If it was you 2 or or it was Celine Dion or yeah. was anyone who won a Grammy last night or if it was Bare Naked Ladies or some <laughs> dumb band who played in my backyard for a high school party when I was 18, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I want to go inside the sphere. I want to see the tech. I mean, this is unbelievable state-of-the-art, never-before-seen kind of concert viewing. And the fact that we could go in and, oh, by the way, see some iconic band that's, you know, one of the great bands of all time means nothing to me. Yeah. Fine. I, ju- I want to see. I'm there for the display. The experience. 100%. Yeah, that's what. All right, welcome back. Sorry for that. Technical difficulties there. Here with GP Grant Polson from Gant- Grant and Dan. You can hear him from 3 to 6. So let's get to the big story with the commanders. Dan Quinn gets hired. I know you were Ben Johnson guy. But, you know, scale of 1 to 10, how siced are you for Dan Quinn? Well, uh, for the higher, four, <laughs> three. Okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not excited about it, but I don't think it matters if I or anybody else are, am excited about it, you know. Uh, sometimes your second and your third choice, and I think he was their third choice, ends up working out. It's not really necessarily about who would you try before. I go back to when the Nationals signed Daniel Murphy. Mm-hmm. You know, people forget they wanted Ben Zobrist. He ended up going to Tampa Bay, I think it was. They, they wanted Brandon Phillips. He said no. And they go get Daniel Murphy, and he ended up being their best hitter for a couple of years and you know, one of the great nationals of his era. So it, whether it's exciting or not, I guess, doesn't really matter anymore. Yes, I wanted Ben Johnson. I think he was the best hire. He told them no. Then I think Mike McDonald was the best hire. Seattle gave him a better deal. And then they went to Dan Quinn. And it's not like they had their tail between their legs and they can't stand Dan Quinn and this is a bad hire and they're holding their nose. I think they were excited. You know, that was kind of the the option all along that if that's what they had to do, they could feel really good about it. He's been a head coach. He is a respected guy. He can build a staff. 
So it's not a bad hire. Not the one I would have made, but it's not a bad hire. And I think today he'll do a really good job at the presser. He's very popular with players. I think people will start to buy in a little bit more if he can put a really nice staff together. And you can hear that right here on 910 The Fan at 2.30 uh, p.m. We will air it live. So the reason I like Dan Quinn is I believe in his ability to coach up these defensive players. Like Emmanuel Forbes was a first-round draft pick. Didn't look like a first fifth-round draft pick this year. Hopefully Dan Quinn can turn him into something. Cam Curl feels like, man, if we could keep him under contract, maybe he can reach a Pro Bowl level with the coaching of Dan Quinn. Do you think he's the kind of guy that could take some of the guys on the roster to the next level? Definitely, yeah. He's an outstanding defensive coach. I think the D coordinator they're bringing in, Joe Witt Jr. from Dallas, is that guy as well. I'm talking about three Pro Bowls and all pro in his three seasons among his DBs that were in his charge in his room as the secondary coach, defensive pass game coordinator. This is his third stop with Dan Quinn now. He brings him everywhere he goes. Yeah. I, I really like that hire. I think Witt is going to help them a lot coaching up not only Forbes but Benjamin St. Just and some of the other guys that you referenced. If you know Curl's still on the roster, you know all of these guys' games should elevate. Their secondary will play at a higher level. There will be fewer miscommunications. I mean, they were coached last year in the secondary by a guy who'd only really been a high school football coach right. other than when Jack Del Rio had him on a couple of his staffs. So – there's no doubt they're going to get better coaching, particularly in the secondary, but overall on defense uh, than they got toward the end of the season. I guess for me, you know, I, defense is just less important than offense. The whole ball game is the number two pick at quarterback. How good is your offense? How prolific and dynamic is your passing game? You know, That's what determines the ability to win anything meaningful in the league at this point. And Dan Quinn will bring in Cliff Kingsbury to be his offense coordinator. Now Michael Phillips from MP on the mic from 10 to noon. He believes Kingsbury keeps failing upwards. I mean, you can look at his you know, resume and, and, and production and, and make that case, right? Mm-hmm. I happen to like the move. I don't love it. I'm kind of whelmed, if you will. Look, they went and got a 44-year-old who's worked with a lot of young star quarterbacks, coordinated for Johnny Manziel, yep. coached Kyler Murray, uh, coached Patrick Mahomes in college, coached more recently Caleb Williams last year. I think the fact that he's been in the air raid offense, which is what Drake May was running to an extent under Phil Longo at North Carolina, the fact that he has ties to Caleb Williams, the fact that he's operated with a running back, uh, excuse me, a quarterback that ran for 800 yards, you know that, that checks the J, uh, Jaden Daniels box. I think he, he allows you, no matter which direction they go in the draft, to possibly have a really good rapport and someone who can handcuffed to this quarterback and get the most out of them. Uh, I think it's fair to suggest like the production everywhere he's been hasn't been great. His offense is in his three years before his last year when Kyler got hurt and everything went bad in Arizona. We're like ranked 16th, 15th, and 14th. You know, yeah. Passing games were never in the top five or seven or anything. So it, it's not like he's had great production. I like the idea of Cliff Kingsbury, but um, – Look, I, frankly, I wanted you know someone from San Francisco or Miami. Right. I wanted something working in the NFL right now, sous chef in the kitchen kind of guy. Um, but they went a different direction. They got a former head coach as an OC who's going to run his side of the building. Yeah, I was getting greased up for Brian Greasy. I was hoping that was going to be the guy I wanted from that Shanahan tree. But, you know, I'm a homer, diehard sport, D.C. sports fan. Here's what I want to believe will happen this season, and that is that everyone's going to do their role. Adam Peters will make sure that we draft – good talent, right, with six picks in the first 102. Dan Quinn will improve the defense from 32nd to maybe even up to top 15, right? And then Cliff Kingsbury will be able to work with a young quarterback and have a decent offense. 
And that should lead to seven or eight wins, and then you're building towards something. Yeah, that's the plan. I mean, I do believe in Peters implicitly. I think he's outstanding. Yeah. I think they'll draft better. I think they'll sign free agents better, which will not be uh, difficult. I mean, they were awful at it for a few years with this regime. A couple of things, you know, that they've got to still iron out, I think, in this draft process because, you know, he's going to have to get his guys in here and turn some reports around pretty quickly. Otherwise, you're just going to be using the reports of the crew that was here already. Uh, but I think Peters will be outstanding. You know, Quinn should improve this defense with Witt and the staff. I think the big question becomes, who do you take a quarterback at two? And what is Kingsbury as a coordinator? Yeah, and those questions uh, will be answered this offseason. Maybe the craziest offseason in the past 30 years. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, and it's already been that way. You know, from January 8th, the day that Rivera got fired, yep. then the GM search, welcome Adam Peters, then the head coaching search, you finally landed on a guy on day 23 with Dan Quinn. Now the coordinator frenzy. You have the coaching presser today, and now you can immediately jump jumpstart all of your – draft discussion yeah you know is Caleb Williams is congratulating Cliff Kingsbury he worked with him at USC what does that mean so yeah I mean just get ready for a fun few months it's going to be a blast what do you got coming up on GND today yeah we're excited man we've got the presser as you said live people can hear that at 2 30 so make sure you are listening right at the bottom uh, of that hour at 2.30. We're going to have the live presser. We're expected to be joined by Dan Quinn on the show today. Awesome. We're expected to hear from Adam Peters as well on the show today. So uh, we'll see what comes of, of those conversations, but those guys are expected to call us after they're done addressing the media up at the uh, podium. And you guys just had a really good event last Friday, the 106.7 The Fan versus the Team 980. When we return, I'm going to talk about what Josh Harris did to everyone in the audience. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910. Call AWOD, talking all things Commander's offseason, 833-804-0910. It's the Bud Light Big Game Week 5 live shows here from Las Vegas ahead of the Chiefs and 49ers big game at the end of the week. So, look, whether you like Dan Quinn as the next hire to become the Commander's head coach or not, whether you're all in on Cliff Kingsbury or not, there's one thing that is true, and that's Josh Harris keeps hitting home runs as the new commander's owner. You just heard me speaking with Grant Paulson of Grant and Danny on 106.7 The Fan, and over the weekend they had 106.7 versus the Team 980, a live broadcast from a theater in Bethesda with all of your hosts from 980 and 106.7 The Fan on the stage together. They were joined by special guest Jonathan Allen as well, who uh, – Made everybody in the audience happy by saying this is the team that he grew up loving. Loving, He wants to continue to play for Washington, and they will always be the Redskins to him. And I loved that from Jonathan Allen, not buying in on the name Commanders. But the, the name, uh, the event came and went, and I heard really good things about it. Grant and Danny were on stage. Danny did his stand-up at the beginning of the event. Then my boys from Bitsies and Drab and Valdez had had their chance. You had the Junks on stage sharing it with Kevin Sheen and Chris Russell. I mean, that's that's kind of really cool inside radio stuff that you don't get normally. And I'm sure that everybody that went had a great time. But also, everybody that also that went to the game will also receive something interesting. Grant Paulson let everybody know that after the event, 
Josh Harris and his ownership group decided to reach out to the station knowing that 500-plus Commanders fans would be at that live event. He is giving everybody who came two tickets to a preseason game in August. That's how you build your fan base up. you got to love to see that. I mean, just another thing that Dan Snyder would have never done. Dan Snyder would not have even thought about doing something like that. And so that's why I believe now is the time to buy stock in the Commanders right now. Now is the time to believe in Josh Harris and company to build out a winning fan base here. They get it. They understand what it takes. They understand what it's going to take here to build the fan base back up, to get a home field advantage again at FedEx Field, to get that place rocking with team with people that support the home team. You know, it, it's easy to have that place filled. Oh, yeah, you could do that three times a year when the Giants, the Eagles, and the Cowboys come. And there's a lot of strong fan bases around the NFL that have flocked right to FedEx Field and made it known that they're there. I think back to that Dolphins game this year where it was filled with teal and they were chanting, go Dolphins, go, right? Maybe Dolphin Dave was even in attendance there for that one. But Josh Harris gets it, and I just think that is so cool. Now, look, it's just preseason tickets. It's not like he's saving everybody $1,000, maybe $50, whatever it is, but it's the thought that counts, right? And it's the fact that Josh Harris has a a pulse on the fan base close enough to know that there's going to be a ton of Commanders fans coming to an event. He understands that 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 are the place for D.C. sports fans to go, even though the previous ownership and the previous head coach made a deal with another D.C. sports, another D.C. station, not even a sports station. They've been playing on a rock station all year long if you were in the DMV. Luckily, They've had the deal with Richmond, so you could hear Commander's games right here on 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. But the last regime just didn't get it. They didn't like anybody talking negative about them. That's why they moved the Commander's games off of 980 and onto a DC Rock station. It made no sense. The fan base complained all season long. I think that's going to change. Josh Harris has a pulse on the fan base. This isn't the first time that he did something like this. You guys remember the Burgundy and Sold party where he bought everybody a beer, plus everybody that was at the brewery where they were doing the other live broadcast from. This is the second or third thing that Josh Harris has done where he's gone out of the way to prove that he is the right owner for this team and he believes in this fan base, and he's part of us. He's one of us. That's the best thing about Josh Harris as the owner. And you could have said that about Dan Snyder, but I didn't believe it, not for one second, right? Watching this team for his, my entire lifetime, Dan Snyder was a fake fan. He was a fake fan. You, don't be a, you can't be a real fan and be okay with the Sean Taylor statue. You can't be a real fan and be okay with the amount of money they were charging people to park at your stadium or the amount of money you were charging for it never made any sense to me. Last place in attendance, but first place in the amount of money that it costs to buy a beer at a game. I mean, that's just stupid. That's terrible ownership right there. So I, I just wanted to give Josh Harris a lot of credit because I think that's awesome. He's fully bought in. He's buying people preseason tickets. He is, he's knowing where the fans are and how to get to them, right? And that is just so awesome, and uh, I, I think it's great. And so I like, I'm, I'm all in on Josh Harris as the owner. I'm all in on Adam Peters as the GM. I'm all in on Dan Quinn, and I'm all in on Cliff Kingsbury. And maybe I'm just being optimistic. Maybe I'm just being the homer. But I'm not going to be the guy that comes on the air here and questions these decisions from these guys because I believe we have finally, for the first time in 30 years, have the right guys in the room to make the decision, right? I, I mentioned it earlier.
We have not had a GM who didn't have to pander to what the head, uh, to what the owner wanted in 30 years. You have to go back to Charlie Casserly. You have to go back to 1997 to find the last time we had a GM that was allowed to make the decisions that he wanted to make. I mean, think about this in the last 10 years. Like, we drafted Dwayne Haskins because Dan Snyder's son went to Bullis with him. That, that's all the reports that we had. We drafted Robert Griffin III because Dan wanted to make a flashy move here and bring people back to the stadium because he saw the place was getting empty. And I'll give him credit. RG3 was awesome for one season, and then it disappeared. And then the Shanahans got into the fight with Dan Snyder, and it was just typical Dan Snyder ownership here. You know, there were so many times here where it felt like he had the higher right with Marty Schottenheimer. It felt like he had the higher right, and then he got in his way. It looked like he had the right, the right hire with Mike Shanahan, and then he got in his way. And he just got in the way of everyone over and over again. And then with Ron Rivera here, Dan Snyder was out of the picture, and Ron just was given too many hats to wear. The commander-in-chief in charge of everything. In charge of the draft, he failed. In charge of free agency, he failed. In charge of the defense, he failed. In charge of hiring the offensive coordinator, he failed. He failed a hundred times over and over again. I'm not going to be negative about anyone that we hired until they fail at least once. I believe that we've, we've hit a home run this offseason here. Now, they've still got work to do. This is the craziest offseason in 30 years. They've got to hit in the draft, and it includes a quarterback, but it's more than that, right? You could hit Caleb Williams, and he could be a pro bowler, but unless they improve the offensive line and the defensive side of the ball, we're looking at a team that's below 500 once again. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. 